every day with a smile and an open heart. And like I said earlier, I, I am a glass half full person. And so I really, really, really focus on the good in people, things, situations. Hello everyone, welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Let's face it, taking trips to the post office is probably not how you want to spend your time. That's why I recommend mailing and shipping online at stamps.com. Stamps.com allows you to mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer. Send letters, ship packages, and pay a lot less with discounted rates from USPS, UPS, and more. Over the course of the pandemic, I've tried to find different ways to be more mindful and different ways that I can actually unplug from my computer. I love getting letters in the mail, and so I spent a lot of time writing birthday cards and sending love letters to my friends. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love a good birthday text, but there's just something special about actually writing something on a card and sending it in the mail. And over Valentine's Day, I made some care packages to send to some of my friends and to some of my family members, and I was able to do it from the comfort of my own home. Stamps.com has saved businesses thousands of hours and tons of money. With stamps.com, you get the services of the post office and UPS all in one place, plus big discounts on mailing and shipping rates. Shipping my care packages were super simple and I did it all through my computer. You can print official US postage 24 seven for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop off. It's that simple. So stop wasting time going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead. There's no risk and with your promo code LOVED, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and typed in LOVED. That's stamps.com, promo code L-O-V-E-D, stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. And now back to our show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Radically Loved Radio. I am here with Tessa. Tessa, we missed you last week. I missed you too, but you know, it's nice to take some time off. So thanks for that. (laughs) Of course, we definitely missed you. And we had such a great episode with Amberly last last week. We've had such great response and um, yeah, she's just the best. Did you get a chance to listen to the interview? I did. And I adore, first of all, I just adore her accent oh, and w- what a powerful story. Wow. Wow. She's been yeah. through a lot. So yes. Inspiring. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm so excited. What, um, did you do anything last weekend for Easter? Well, for Easter, um, we had like a family gardening day. Oh. <laughs> so we got, we got some nice weather up here and we decided we have two maple trees that needed to be moved because they're starting to grow underneath the foundation of the house. So 
they they had gotten quite big and heavy so we had to bust out our jeep tie the the tree trunk to the jeep tail and like pull it out of the ground that way because with me my husband and my nephew who are, those are two big dudes we could not for the life of us get this root ball out of the ground what yeah it was intense that's crazy <laughs> that that sounds it, that's kind of fun though I mean you're just saying that you enjoy working with your hands so. I do yeah I like to like feel strong and get dirty and play in the dirt I love yeah. did you ever make mud pies when you're a kid oh yeah oh I loved playing in mud and dirt and just getting totally filthy yeah that takes me back to my childhood so it was yes. fun what'd you do yeah, I, uh, I like anything that involves that as well. Just immersing, immerse, immersing yourself. My immersing little Spanish accent into the earth. Been. Yes, that. <laughs> um, what did I do? Um, I we got a, a new addition to our family. So mm-hmm. Chucky is a four-month-old Shih Tzu girl, and. We have been, you know, taking care of her the last uh, week and we actually got her the week before we were just seeing how she integrated with the other two, you know, Chowder is our pit bull. He's two years old. And then we kind of, we share custody of Rosie. Rosie is the, the other pity. It's basically Chowder's sister, best friend. I don't know. Um, she's one of our friends, our friend, Eli's little pity and Eli's here. He works with Tori a lot and he's just kind of become part of our family. And so he's here every, every day, pretty much. So she's here every day. And we were just uh, in the beginning, I was a little bit, you know, apprehensive of bringing a new dog, especially a little dog with two. 80 pound pit bulls. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, but fortunately they, they were able to, um, yeah, to get along great. Uh, we did have one incident that was, uh, pretty traumatic, which actually I, I kind of want to talk to you about because again, it's like, I wasn't going to bring this up. I don't know why I'm talking about it now. I (laughs) guess, I guess it's, it's part of the whole process. So chowder was eating. He's, he's not an aggressive dog at all. Um, most of the time he gets along with everybody, especially little dogs. He's a little bit afraid of little dogs because of chewy, you know, my shih tzu that, that he, passed away last November. Um, he, so he grew up with Chewy being this, the pack leader. Mm. And so he was always a little bit, he's even now is a little bit scared of little dogs. Like he kind of tries to stay away. And I think he just cowers sometimes, which I don't want him to be cowering with anybody ever, but, um, yeah. So it was just kind of a cute dynamic. They met, they were friendly, but chowder was, eating his food. And, um, in one second he happened to go underneath. She, she ran over his bowl and I'd seen her do that before. And, you know, typically we just pick her up, but she is so fast, mm-hmm. so fast. And I'd run to the restroom really quickly. And Tori was watching was feeding the dogs and she just slipped underneath chowder and he kind of got her, he didn't pierce skin. There was no blood, but he like got the side of her jaw. And so, um, you know, I had to take her to the 
urgent care and it was very traumatic. She's fine. Everything's fine. Um, x-rays, everything like she's healthy. She's just on a little, uh, anti-inflammation medication and a little bit of pain medication just for a week. And, um, yeah, so she, she's back to her chipper self, but it was a very interesting scenario because Mm -hmm. I went into a full, like my body went into a full on panic, like 100% full on even talking about it right now I have to really pace myself again why am I bringing this up I have no idea why I'm even talking about this right now maybe just Um, a process like yeah you you don't want to hold that PTSD in your body every time they're eating it's oh my god well and then there's this this trust thing right Mm -hmm. where it's like I I felt I mean complete transparency there was I felt like it was a you know a trust like chowder had broken my trust, you know, mm-hmm. I was angry at Tori for not being able to take care of her. Like, even though it was an accident, it wasn't his fault. Like he's a great doggy daddy and everything, but he, he just, you know, like it, it was just, a, it put me in a full on panic and, you know, I, Chewy was my boy and he just passed away a few months ago. So mm-hmm. anything to do with, with a dog having to be injured or something happening. Like it's, it just creates this intense panic of not having control. I mean, really that's what it is, you know, Oh, uh, totally. not yeah. having any control, not being able to alleviate somebody's pain, mm-hmm. not being able to, yeah, feeling completely helpless. And what's interesting right now is that I am in the middle of doing my first round of edits for my book. And I talk about that in the first few chapters. I mean, you, you're pretty familiar with some of the content in there. You know, the first few chapters, I'm really going into being in that fight or flight mode the first probably 10 years of my life, like consistently, mm-hmm. you know, there was always things going on. There was, uh, you know, gang violence and, you know, gunshots and f- domestic abuse fighting in our neighborhood. I mean, it was just, there was a constant something happening. And so it was just interesting to me again, it's putting myself as my child self and feeling those same feelings of not having control and feeling completely anxious and, and scared, uh, was really interesting for me to put the things that, that I have, um, suggested, right? Like, what do you do when you're in that situation? What do you do when you Mm -hmm. feel like you don't have any control? What do you feel like when your body goes into full on panic? And fortunately I was able to actually practice some of those things and they didn't work right away. And it, it took a couple of days. And the thing that I know about trauma, especially trauma that lives in your body, it doesn't even though the mind wants to just fix it, especially for those of us who have the tools and know all the things and know all the breathing techniques and the movement and writing and you know all of the all of the things that we know to alleviate those that anxiety, it still takes time. It still takes time. Mm-hmm. It takes a couple of days. And so for me, the first 48 hours were so intense. Anytime she would move or somebody would get up or chowder would get up to just go drink water. I would like just get freaked out. You know, I'm like, Oh, Mm -hmm. like, is she okay? Is he okay? Like, is everything okay? And 
even though I'm doing it now, just even thinking about it because it was so, it was so intense. And for anybody who has dogs or pets or, you know, I would imagine I don't have kids, but I would imagine that with little kids, it's that same thing. I'm calling myself a helicopter mom, which I don't think that's a derogatory thing, but, um, some people do. I don't, I think it's great. I love helicopter parents. Um, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's nice to have a parent that cares about their children and, you know, they show up and, and they want to protect their, you know, it's a sweet thing to want to protect your child from, from danger or harm or sadness. And yeah, there's absolute value in that. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And so what's, I don't remember if Amberly talked about this during we've done so many things together. We've done clubhouse, we've done like lives, we've done, I've done her podcast. She's done mine and I've seen her speak. And I don't actually remember sometimes where the stories kind of fall in, but I yeah. remember her telling a story. <laughs> I don't know if she said it during our, in our interview, she talked about, uh, you know, she was on a run and she, she got attacked. Like there was a, a moment in time where she was, and it's happened a couple of times, you know? And so I'm just coming back to this PTSD, this trauma that lives in our body, right? So how do we move through that, especially when it's just something just happened? So for me, the things that have worked and the things that I know to work are to um, take yourself out of the environment mm -hmm. if you can. Like go to the opposite end of the house where it happened or go outside and either lay on the ground and just take some breaths or if that's too much, it, I couldn't do that personally, when, when I tried to lay down, I just, I couldn't, I was just too amped. You know, there was too much adrenaline pumping through my system. So what yeah. I did instead is I, I just went for a walk around the block. I'm just mm -hmm. like, I just put my shoes on and I went and I'm like, you know, doing all, I'm shaking my body. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm look at her. She's in here, by the way, Chucky oh, is so cute. Yes. Pale. Because I am a helicopter mom and she's with me like every second of the day now. Um, <laughs> What a great but, little companion though. I know she Fun. really is. So she's just eating my highlighter. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, but those things, you know, something to move, to reintegrate your mind and your body back together because your mind wants to continue to replay the trauma. And of course I'm calling my friends and I, I mean, I sent you a text. I'm calling all the important people in my life to just tell them what happened, but also for me to be able to process mm what happened and to come down from it because I still had so many intense emotions. And again, when you're in that, hold on, Chucky, <laughs> you need to stop. Good listener. Great talk. <laughs> <laughs> she did not do anything. I just asked her to do. Um, but you know, the moment to, to reintegrate into your body is so key right, right after something happens. Uh, and I'm not saying you have to get over it because look, it's been a week since it happened and I'm still, uh, I'm still feeling the, mm -hmm. the intensity of it. And I'm sure that it's going to take even more time to get, get over it. But, um, yeah, keeping your mind distracted on something else, reading a book. Um, I had a really hard time the first few meditations I did. And, you know, I have my practice. I've been doing it forever, but just even going in and it just, this memory kept replaying in my mind and my mind and the sounds and just the intensity of it. So I had to 
you can even tell as I'm talking about it, I continue to take deep breaths because I think it's really mm -hmm. important. I think aside from going out and moving your body to breathe consciously, to bring yourself back into your body, to feel the parts of your body that feel good. You know, I go straight to the soles of my feet and I'm like, my feet are connected to the ground. Okay. What's above my feet. Okay. My knees, my knees feel fine. My hips feel fine. My tummy doesn't hurt my shoulders. Oh, my shoulders are in my ears. Okay. I'm going to relax my shoulders. I'm going to relax the center of my chest. I'm going to relax my hands. And I just have to keep telling myself to relax, to breathe that, you know, the mantra that I kept saying, and I still, everybody's safe, mm -hmm. everybody's safe, everybody's safe. Everything's okay. I'm okay. Everyone's safe. I'm okay. Everyone's okay everyone's safe, you know, like this whole, like, okay, I want to reestablish the trust in my household, you know, because of this, this incident that happened. So mm -hmm. I'm curious for you, if there's ever been a situation where you've gone into that fight or flight and what remedy did you use and how long did it take for you to move through it? Oh gosh. <laughs> so many times, so many times in my life. And you know, I think it's true for me, what happens is like you were talking about childhood regression. It definitely moves me back into the period of time and in, in my childhood when things were most tumultuous. So I always revert back to about five years old. And mm. <laughs> when I'm moving through being triggered in that way, you know, even just talking about it right now, like I can feel my heart beating a little bit faster. I feel like I need to take a deep breath. And I, and I, um, you know, a specific example, I guess, would be having, it's always been really hard for me to have those hard, real conversations and stand up for myself in a way that feels integrous to my being and, um, you know, speaking my truth and not, not feeling like I'm being a doormat. So I had, I had an opportunity to practice this a few years ago um, with a really good friend of mine who eventually turned into my boss. And I'm not talking about you, Rosie, <laughs> somebody else <laughs> when I was still working in the corporate world. And um, our, our work relationship changed so much that it felt, it felt icky. It started to feel really icky. And I had to have this conversation with her and, and tell her, you know, what was going on with me and, and try to, you know, feel better and, and get out what I needed to get in, get out what I needed to get out because I was showing up to work every day. And, just like, like I am right now, heart beating really fast, feeling like um, shame, feeling guilt, feeling like I'm not good enough. Those are the kind of things that come up for me. And so this conversation with her was so challenging. And I noticed myself started to shake, like mm -hmm. my voice starts to shake, my hands start to shake, my shoulders start to shake. Mm -hmm. um, and the only way through it really for me, I found is to go through it, to do the thing yeah. that is hard and scary to do, to show up and, and to tell her the thing that I felt like was going to result in abandonment, because that's my big trigger. And, um, you know, once I got, she listened, she listened to what I had to say. Once I got it out, she, um, she showed up with the same amount of uh, emotion, but in the way that like, oh my gosh, Tess, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that's what was going on. Thank you for telling me. And then she shared something with me, you know, in her life that had been going on for her, making, making her just a little bit less accessible. So it wasn't like it ended up being like, oh, it's not even about me. 
right? This trigger isn't even about me, but I am responding to her stress and I'm such an empath or an intuitive person that I like whenever somebody's having this, um, you know, reaction, I take it on as my fault. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so, this, so this was a big lesson for me. Yeah. Right. Um, and that went on probably, it took me like a month to get up the courage to have that conversation with her. And then like, you're talking about, yeah, processing afterwards, it, it stood in, it stuck with me in my body for probably the rest of that week, but I did yeah. feel better. Like there's a sense of, okay, I've moved through that a little bit. Yeah. Regulation. It's like you've regulated yourself. Yeah. And it builds confidence, right? Mm -hmm. So I could give a million examples. Yeah. I mean, that's a really great, that's a really great uh, way to uh, sort of navigate that and give yourself the time and space to, yeah, go into it. I love what you said. It's like, you just have to go into it and do the scary thing. And I, you and I are very similar in that respect. I mean, we both are very empathetic. Hold on. Can you, I mean, can you hear how loud she is? No. Is she, oh, you can't highlighter. Yeah. But it's like, it's just so, okay. Yeah. Okay. Guys, sorry. Those of you that have ever had a puppy, you know exactly what we're going through right now. Um, but yeah, going back to this whole idea, I love that you can deduce it to the trigger and what it is for you. Um, for me, I would say that it's feeling helpless. Mm -hmm. That's, that's my trigger, you know, where I feel like, ah, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I'm just thinking about a situation where I had, we had, uh, or we shared the anxiety with, um, when we, the, our files went missing, our whole season (laughs) you were so, and I was just like trying so hard to be like, it's okay. It's not a big, like I had anxiety because I knew you were having anxiety and I was like, it's fine. It's not a big deal. (laughs) We're going to be okay. Like things happen, you know, but I just, I, I think it's so fascinating for all of us, even those of us, those of you out there listening who have experienced moments like that, where you just don't know what to do in that situation, right? When it happens and breathing is such an important thing to do. I don't think that necessarily going in to begin to dissect why you're doing what you're doing, like to be Mm -hmm. like, this is coming from my hurt inner child, you know, just let your body just regulate itself do something, get your mind off of it, get, get out of the environment. If you can put your, listen to music, go watch some really bad TV, do something that's going to take you out of that loop. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know what I've found? There's actually some really great, um, mind hacks and things like this on YouTube that you can, you can do. Like if you're in a full on, I actually have tried this one before. If you're in a full on panic attack, and you're just, you don't know what to do. You get a salt packet and you just mm-hmm. put the entire salt packet, you open it up and you put the entire salt packet in your mouth. Wow. That sounds that, intense. Yeah. That in, <laughs> instantly will, it, it just, the brain, it triggers the brain. And all of a sudden there's this thing that's happening in your mouth and your saliva glands, like there's a, you hit the reset button, your body mm-hmm. goes into an automatic response. There's mm-hmm. salt, 
so that you're producing enzymes to break mm -hmm. this down. So it's, it's like a instant, get your mind, your body out of that adrenaline rush. Yeah. The other thing is to bite into something really sour, like a lemon, like mm. peel and all just bite into it. And that will also take you out. So those are two little hacks that I've learned on the interwebs that I think are really actually good. And I've tried both and they do work. So mm -hmm. if, in my opinion, that being said, look at us. <laughs> happy, happy Friday, everybody. I hope you guys, um, are as excited as we are about our guest today. She is man, this woman is the real deal. Uh, we have Terry Hines today and she's talking about what brings us joy. And we didn't actually get into her backstory. We didn't really go too deep into who and what she is, like what she does. I mean, she's the executive vice president of for communications. She's a, a chief spoke per person for Fox sports. She's like, such a visionary. She's been in this entertainment industry for 20 plus years. She's got, I mean, accolades, I can't even, Forbes, women in sports, uh, women to watch. She's got award after award, accolade after accolade. Um, she was also voted at one point, uh, one of the top influential women in corporate America. Um, she, I mean, and you, listened to the interview and she's just amazing. I mean, she is just such an amazing woman. And the things that she talked about during our, our interview, it was, it's always so fascinating to me. Whenever I have somebody on the show, I always hear something that I need to hear in that moment. I almost feel like, Oh, I'm so excited that I'm talking to this person or that I read this book because it's speaking directly to me right now. And everything she was talking about, she's talking about um, doing the things that are bringing her the deepest soul connection. Uh, she's talking about learning how to bring the walls of judgment down. She is, you know, taking voice lessons and she's singing and she's doing all of these things to really get herself back to who and what she truly is. And, um, I'm just, I'm so excited to share this conversation with you. I hope you guys enjoy it. Please, um, share with a friend or anybody who you think might enjoy this. And also we love that you're here. We appreciate you guys. We love hearing you, um, hearing from you on social media. I was going to say social Instagram, um, just wherever you guys post the show. And those of you that email us, like we just really love and appreciate you. And, uh, yeah, thank you for being here. And we're so excited to share this episode with you. Here's our episode with Terry Hines. Little <laughs> everybody, you guys know where you're at. Uh, we've got an incredible guest today. Terry Hines is here with us. She is uh, an incredibly prolific storyteller. She's in media. She's in entertainment. She's got uh, a long resume of uh, incredible work. And we were actually introduced by uh, my sister from another Mister, as she likes to say it, uh, Tanya, who uh, is one of my longest time childhood friends, sister. I don't know. What do you say? She's amazing. Your sister. 
She's my sister. Uh, so Terry, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have a conversation with you today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for this conversation. Yeah. So, you know, it's been a long time since we, we typically during this last season have been interviewing a lot of authors or people that have come highly recommended from uh, other podcaster friends, but it's been a while since I actually got to it. Not that I don't choose everybody, but I'm like, it's been a long time since I interviewed somebody that I actually chose or that I'm like, oh, I want to talk to this person I love it. because it's, you know, it, it's just part of the, the sort of, uh, podcasting world, you know, typically you create this platform for people to come talk about, you know, a book that they have coming out or, you know, something that they've learned. And I'm like, well, Terry seems to know a lot of things. Uh, about a lot of different topics. And I'm like, this conversation is going to be good. And specifically, one of the things that I've been uh, thinking about lately is uh, I'm I'm beginning to reflect now. I mean, what what are we? We're like almost spring of 2021. <laughs> spring 2021? Yes, yes. I'm reflecting on exactly what it was that I learned last year because I saw this funny meme on Instagram that said, um, Dear 2020, why are you still happening? You know, it's like here, here we are. There's still some uh, uh, fallout from last year, and there was so many lessons, so many things that I learned last year. And I'm just, I'm curious what your experience was last year. Like, what are the things that you've learned? Where are you at? Like, what, what are you focusing on? Just, just tell us all of the things. Well, I'll give you a little insight. And and just so that you know the type of person I am, I'm a glass half full type of girl, right? So when you talk about memes that you saw, instantly I had an image in my mind and I just looked at it again last night and it was 2020 and 2021. And the image above the year was a cocoon and a butterfly. And if you know me, and if you know me really, really well, you know that butterflies just resonate for me, just generally speaking, because I feel like butterfly for me represents a rebirth. And for me, I feel like 2020, aside from the pandemic and yes, there's loss and yes, there's you know a lot of um, grief during that time. For me, it's really been a shedding, I feel of layers and getting back to the real me. So a rebirth of sorts. So I'm tapping into my passion areas and areas that I have left dormant for so long because of the nature of a very demanding and busy career and um, really exploring what's possible for my future. And um, it's, it's really opening up. I'm tapping into um, my creative self even more Mm. And it's um, creating this vulnerable me that um, hadn't I hadn't really allowed to exist previously. So oh. for me, it's been um, really good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's such an interesting thing to bring up this because all I'm thinking is how many people live in that constant rat race of overwhelm and constantly go, 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 doing, 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 being hurried and never having enough time 
right? So there's this thing that's, oh, there's not enough time. Oh, even if there's something that you want to do, like be creative or do something Mm -hmm. fun that brings you joy, it's always the thing that falls on the back burner. It's always the thing that falls off the list because there's so many other things that need to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like for my career, like I work in communications, um, you know, I'm, I'm all about transformation of brands. I happen to work in live sports television and, and live television is always on. It's all the time. Think about when you watch sports, it's in the evenings, it's on the weekends, it's on Christmas, it's on Thanksgiving, it's on every holiday. So it's hard you know, to turn that life off and really think about the books that are in your spirit that you dream about. It's hard to pause and think about those things you, you know, really want to do more. One of the things, and we were talking about this before we went live, um, that I'm tapping into during this time is getting back to my creative self. I grew up in a family, a musical family, Um, And in my family, you had to pick an instrument, you had to sing, and you had to play a sport. So the things that I- All three. All three requirement. Wow. And I don't even know, I never knew that it wasn't an option. So I sang, I played the piano, and I ran track. So I never knew, I never knew there was an option not to do that. And I wonder what what my siblings think, because they all- sing and they all played an instrument they all played sports um so i tap i have a voice coach now i am soon going to be taking piano lessons again i'm classically trained pianist who hasn't played piano in years because my life course my career course went into a different direction and so that for me is super exciting Mm -hmm. um I'm thinking about the books that I want to write. Yes. Um, I'm thinking about a lot of different things, Rosie. I'm like becoming like a new woman again. Oh, I love that. So what was the catalyst for you last year? Like, what was the point where you decided, okay, I need to restructure. I need to reframe or I need to do something different. I think, I don't know if there was a specific moment, but I'm going to use, I'm going to use my birthday as the pivot. So I'm a fire sign. I'm a sun baby. I'm, <laughs> my birthday's in August. And I'm kind of one of those personalities, like if you tell me I can't do something, I'm gonna figure it out anyway. So in the pandemic, you're not supposed to travel. So I really don't care because everybody was celebrating these you know, virtual birthdays online, people driving by the house. And I'm like, that's not me. Uh, we're not doing a pandemic quarantine birthday. No, no. So myself and a couple of friends in my little bubble um, who, you know, were virus free, um, you know, we took a trip down to Cabo and we had an amazing time. Um, and But it was time for us to connect as girlfriends, but then also for us to have sort of solitude in that quiet time. Um, you know, listening to the rolls of the water and the ocean, just to really think about differently about what I want to do mm. and what I want my life to look like and what I want my niece and nieces to think about their aunt and, um, you know, people just to really think about me and things that I really want to do. And um, playing the piano, I've been talking about it for a while, getting back to it. 
Um, and so that's definitely um, in my next plan. But somehow I ended up with a voice coach um, and the singing came first. I have a beautiful uh, woman in my life, young woman in my life. Her name is Gabrielle Wilson. And um, she's a DJ, a pianist, a voice coach, a badass. And she's my spirit animal. And she's like, you know, I'm doing this voice therapy thing. You've got to, you've got to give it a try. And she's like cracked open this shell um, that I think has been around me. And I really like the rebirth of Terry that I'm seeing. Oh, that's so good. You know, it's <laughs> funny that you're saying that because yeah. the people that are listening to this podcast know that well, uh, one of my one of my closest friends gifted uh, uh, my partner and I a karaoke setup. So we've been really into the karaoke the last couple of weeks. It's been something that's been wow. my, my dad's a singer. That's that's was you know. So I grew up watching my dad perform and sing, and yeah. so it was always something that was in my environment. Uh, everybody on my mom's side of the family, everybody plays an instrument. So I was always surrounded by a lot of music and same thing. You know, I hadn't, this wasn't really a thing for me. I don't really like being on stage. I don't necessarily love being on camera. This is <laughs> not really my zone of genius. Um, but there was something about getting into that creative state that allowance of letting your voice be expressed without caring about, oh, I don't care what I sound like. This is just a full expression of, of who I am. And I just want to get into the flow of this song. And just, it feels so good to allow that part of us, especially talking about the energetics of it, the subtle body, uh, uh, our throat chakra, that's our energetic center of expression. And so whenever it's stifled, we feel uh, unheard. We feel, uh, yeah, stifled. We feel like we are, uh, being, um, sort of, uh, set aside, like our opinion doesn't matter. Our voice doesn't matter. And so when you do practices like chanting, or you do something like singing, or you do any sort of, uh, even talking of just expressing yourself, it's mm -hmm. a really good practice. It creates a different energetic opening in your, in your system. Mm -hmm. I'm curious where, at what point during your career did that stifling happen? When you say stifling? Yeah. Like, I mean, so at what point in your career did you, so you sang when you, you said you were in track, you sang and you played the piano. So have, at what point did that stop? Oh, Oh gosh, that probably stopped pretty quickly. You know, when I, when my career started to really take off and grow, um, that stifling kind of, kind of went away. Um, and I just kind of buried it. So kind of like you, I'll back up a little bit. So like you, my dad sang. So my dad still sings. He's, um, he sang in a gospel quartet, sings in a gospel quartet for acapella, no less, um, for over 60 years. I'm going to get the timing wrong, but 
it's definitely 60 something years he's been singing in this group um, with a group of friends that he met growing up and in church. And my dad is an architect by trade, but sings on the side and he's amazing. And that is part of the reason why music is so important to me. When I was about to head into high school, he wanted me to attend performing arts high school. He's like, you're that good. You really need to consider this. Now, I ended up saying no because I didn't want to leave my friends. I didn't want to skip the opportunity to play sports. And my life went in a whole different direction. And so I always think back, even before the career, before college, like if I had, if I had chosen to go to school for performing arts, what, what, what would my life look like now? It could be radically different. So yeah, so it's hard to pinpoint the stifling. I, I feel like once I made that shift to go in a different direction, yeah. and even though I did sing a little bit in college, just because it was part of me, um, but once my career, professional career took off in marketing and communications, and I really started to grow and, and learn about brand building and storytelling and building teams and um, you know working for arguably some fantastic brands and some fantastic um, people, sports figures, leaders, et cetera, um, all of that passion work, I'll call it, went to sleep. Oh. And so now I'm waking it up. <laughs> That's simple. It's it. We're waking it up. She's awake. And yeah, this yeah. is, this is what's happening. I feel like that was one of the biggest gifts that last year has given a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I'm going to include myself in that. Mm -hmm. This sort of, uh, I feel like there has been such a creative explosion for a lot of people where as I attribute it to the time. Perhaps it's just having the time to slow down when yeah. the whole world slowed, slows down. It gives you an opportunity to remember who and what you really are as opposed to the hurriedness, the static of the busyness of the go, 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 the energy that is either being in a city or being part of this, this ecosystem that is constantly wanting to produce and go produce and go produce and yeah. go yeah it we were really forced to go into to go inside, inside i mean to really cell. go inside yeah so yeah. what was that experience like for you to to go there you know it wasn't you know for some people i hear that it's scary it's lonely it, you know it's all of these things i'm a little bit of a loner myself so you know you say you can't leave the house and you got to stay inside and i'm like okay well i like my house <laughs> And, you know, people are checking, are you okay? I'm good. Um, you know, so I didn't mind it, you know, necessarily. Terry living her best life in quarantine. I'm living my best life in Los Angeles being from the East Coast. But anyway, <laughs> I, um, you know, it really forces you to look in the mirror and really see what's in the heart and what propels you, what wires you, what motivates you. Um, what things you need to get rid of, right? Um, what things you're not great at, and I don't mean skill-wise, just I want to be my best self in every single thing that I do. So what are those layers, those walls um, that I have up that I need to, to shed? 
um, and really, really focus and work on that. I will tell you one thing that I have focused on during the pandemic that has really helped me go inward is meditation. So I am one of those people in the past who just thought, what? Like, like guided meditation. I thought it was kind of corny. And um, I, <laughs> true, true story. But I had a, a, a girlfriend, really good girlfriend, a couple of years ago, maybe two max, um, who tried to introduce me to guided meditation during, it was New Year's Eve. <laughs> I had some friends over. And this is what we did on New Year's Eve. We <laughs> did guided meditations. And I'm like, this is weird. I laughed through the entire thing. And she's like, Tara, you've got to get serious. You've got to get serious. So anyway, fast forward. Now we're in solitude. We're in a pandemic. I'm going inward. I'm like, let me give this meditation a try. Let me work on a few things. And there's an app that I've fallen in love with. And I don't mean for this to be an ad, but there is an app. Can I say it? Yeah, of course. Insight Timer. Oh, yes. I love and I have found um, for me guided meditations, whether it's through listening to someone's voice, whether it's affirmations, whether it's going deep into the love work in the heart, whether it's becoming more vulnerable, whether it's tapping into your soul passion or whether it's just listening to instrumental piano music, because that's what really fuels me. It has been a life changer, game changer for me. So that has helped me. All of that has helped me to go inward for sure. Hey, anybody that comes onto this show and is trying to promote meditation is going to get as much time to promote whatever <laughs> tools you're using. I'm the fan of, I don't care what you're doing. I don't care how you do it as long yeah. as you're doing it, because yeah. I really do believe that meditating and giving yourself that space. And we love inside timer. We're all fans of inside timer here. And yeah. we're actually potentially hoping to work with them very soon. Yeah. Uh, in fact, um, so hopefully if you're listening inside timer, I'm ready for you to respond. Thanks. Um, so yeah, but it is definitely something that I feel, especially during this time is so needed by so many people. We don't realize how impactful it is to just sit in silence or have a guided meditation mm -hmm. to remind you to take a deep breath, to relax your shoulders, to relax the muscles of your face, yes. to allow your awareness to move inward, to really inquire how you're doing. I mean, I always yeah. have to, I wake up in the morning and that's part of my practice. I wake up, I do my practice. I read my little, my little book right here. You could see my book of awakening. It's a daily sort of meditation. It gives you a little sort of lesson of the day, something to contemplate, um, something, something to think about, something to ask yourself, some practice to do. And it's just, it helps set the tone for the rest of my day. It just reminds me, Hey, you can always just close your eyes and go back inside and, and make check in, make sure that you're okay. I mean, how often do we actually go in there and check in with ourselves. It's so funny how we're quick to do it for our friends or the people that we care about. Yeah. Hey, how are you? How are you doing? Are you okay? Yeah. How often do we actually go in and ask ourselves, Hey, how are you doing? Are you okay? 
right? We don't do it enough, right? Because, you know, the cycle of the day is so busy, whether it's work, whether it's our spouse, our partner, our children, our ch our kid, our pets, um, you know, just noise. It's, we just don't make the space. And I am very similar in that regard. I have found it so helpful and cathartic. I can't start my day without it. And if for some reason I have to, I can feel that I'm off. I can already feel it. So it has been a, extremely cathartic. I literally tell all my friends <laughs> about Insight Timer in particular, and there are particular teachers and meditations that I love, and I text them to people, to friends. Um, my sister recently, who probably meditation is the furthest thing from her being and um she's been really open and appreciative of it so i i think going inside mental health is so important just to give yourself a hug and you know take care of yourself because if your heart and your soul and your spirit isn't um healthy and well how can you spread and give love to other people or to others yeah it's 100 percent true especially with all the increase in depression and mental health, you know, uh, anxiety, mm -hmm. uh, stress, all of these things going up in the last year because of, you know, everything that that's happened. Um, it's, it's such a, such an important way to advocate for self to self-regulate, to, to find the things that are going to work for you to get into that space of wholeness to get into that state of being grounded, to get into that state of empowerment. Uh, a lot of, yeah, people think, oh, it's such a weird thing to do meditation, or I don't want to, I don't feel like chanting, or I don't feel like doing this or that, but there is so many different types of meditations out there. I mean, you can do just your own meditation. You can yeah. read a, a devotional, you can listen to a, a guided. And, um, you know, the thing is, it's a little bit, scary to go inside. You know, some people are really uh, turned off by the idea of going inside because they don't know what's in there. Yeah. But we are so triggered, right? We're so triggered every day by the images we see on the news, the realities of, you know, how that pandemic is impacting our, our families, our friends, our neighbors, our jobs, all, all of those stressors. And then think about Think about where we were last summer, right? Um, we had a whole social movement that took over yes. the world with Black Lives Matter and the tragic, unfortunate death um, of Mr. George Floyd. And that moment was so tremendous, right? On the heart, on the psyche. And it is impossible and hard for me to think that no one, that you come out of that um, unaffected. I mean, mm -hmm. think about the political season that we've just come through. I mean, it is really, really hard to tell me that you're unaffected by that. So maybe guided meditation isn't your thing. I have found it incredibly immense for my heart and my soul. Maybe it's exercise running. Maybe it's yoga. Maybe it's writing in your journal, like whatever that thing is that helps you go inside. Um, it's, it's just, I think super important. And like I said, um, and has been incredibly cathartic, um, for me. So, yeah, 
And I love that you've got not only your meditation practice, but you also have your singing lessons that you're doing yeah. and you're feeding that part of your uh, soul with this different soul food. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I have a very, um, like I said in the beginning, demanding corporate career. So the idea that, you know, I'm actually singing in front of a microphone and, <laughs> you know, singing different bars and sometimes sounding off key. And I'm like, wait a minute, I used to sing. Why am I off key? You know, and, and not my biggest thing is not judging myself. Mm. That's what my vocal coach is teaching me. Honestly, I'm like, am I going through singing lessons to learn how to sing? Or am I really, really learning about how to better myself? It's really teaching me about things like judgment and putting those walls of judgment down. It's really teaching me things like being more vulnerable. And the more vulnerable I am, the more beautiful I feel. So I'm, I'm really loving it. And I'm not advocating that everybody now go take singing lessons. I, but <laughs> I just think it is, it is, um, been really impactful for me. One of the things and my, my vocal coach, she'll love me for saying this. One of the things that she asked me, we always chat for like 20 minutes or so before we actually start think, singing. And she'll ask me different questions about the heart. And one of the questions she asked me recently was, what is your purpose? What is God saying to you about your purpose? Now that's a, mm, that's a, very serious and deep kind of question. And she's like, I want you to really pray about it and really think about it. And, you know, I came back the next week and I said, I know my purpose, but I don't know if it makes sense. This is what I heard God say. And God said, you are supposed to give love. That is your purpose. And she, I, I think, I don't know what to do with that. And she said, Terry, you could give love through a host of things through storytelling, through mentoring and motivating people, things that you love to do naturally anyway, you are showing and giving love um, through these different um, avenues. Um, my niece, I talk about my niece a lot. She's the daughter I never had, right? She's my sister's beautiful, beautiful creation. And she's 17 years old and we're super, super, super close. And I asked her the question. I said, okay, so what do you think TT's um, purpose is? And she paused and she said, you're just gonna put me on the spot just like that? And I said, well, yeah. And uh, without hesitation, she says, well, TT, you motivate people seamlessly. She's like, you're really good at it. You don't even think about it. And people really love listening to you and enc your encouragement. And she says, I think you should tap into that. This is my 17 year old niece. So I looked at that as, you know, giving love through, you know, motivating people. So maybe that's, maybe that's the book that I, that is in me, Rosie, that I need to write. You heard it here first, everybody. <laughs> here it is. Terry is first book is going to be based on uh, different different methods to motivation and uh, returning back to the things that bring you joy. Absolutely. Oh, that's okay. so that good. 
Yeah. I'm so, thank you so much for doing this, Terry. I, I just, you know, I wanted to have a conversation with you. I think people would really uh, enjoy just hearing the ways that you are able to reground yourself, especially during this time. Yeah. Uh, it's such an inspirational thing to be able to, yeah, have this incredibly uh, celebrated career in communication and entertainment and, and also give yourself the opportunity to still be creative and to reground yourself in the things that bring you joy. I think a lot of people will really resonate with that and uh, maybe even be motivated to do that for themselves. So thank you. I certainly hope so. Thank you for having me. This was fun. I feel like we could talk for another hour. Uh, we could probably talk for hours. Uh, yeah. So I have one final question okay. uh, and it's regarding the podcast and the reason why I started this podcast. I believe that we are radically loved by God, source, whatever higher power of your understanding that the universe works for us and not against us. And so the final question to you is, how do you feel radically loved? How do I feel radically loved? Oh my God. I feel radically loved, I don't know, in how I show up each and every day. Like I greet every day with a smile and an open heart. And like I said earlier, I, I am a glass half full person. And so I really, really, really focus on the good in people, things, situations. Um, I feel radically loved by my girlfriend circle. I have a really strong kick-ass group of girlfriends that especially during this pandemic, and if you're in that circle, you know, I love these women so much and they are some badass powerhouses in their own respective fields. Um, and we feed each other with inspiration, um, with soul food that each of us may need when we least expect it. We check in on each other um, from time to time when we least expect it. We challenge each other to go inside and go deeper. We challenge each other. All of us happen to be um, focused on health and wellness. So we challenge each other in that way. And that is, those are some of the ways I feel radically loved. Um, I have a badass niece and a fantastic family um, that, you know, even though I'm 3,000 miles away from them, um, they help me know that I'm loved. So. Mm. <sighs> Terry Hines, thank you so much. You are amazing. And I'm so happy to finally meet you and to, to know you now. I mean, I have a feeling this is the beginning of uh, a long time uh, love affair. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> <I hope so. laughs> and so I thank you again for, for doing this and for being here and sharing, uh, some of your wisdom with us for the people that are listening to this, where can they reach you if they want to, um, let you know that they loved this episode? Oh, I love that. Well, I'm on Instagram at I am underscore T Lynn. Um, and also on Twitter, Terry underscore Hines. And uh, I think that's it. LinkedIn too, if you want to talk corporate stuff. Oh, goodness. Okay. So we will put those links in the show notes. Uh, you can head to the info button and uh, make sure you follow Terry there. Ask her any questions you may have. And those of you watching or listening, don't forget that we radically love you too. Share this with a friend, share this with somebody who you think might need to hear this. And we look forward to seeing you guys again next week. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this, so please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.